Are you experienced? Have you ever been experienced? And we're back with another episode of the Anarchist Experience, episode 378, a.k.a. Year 8, week 23. Coming at you this week, as always, I am your host, Mr. Richie Rich, along with... MC. And this is your regularly scheduled clubhouse club event, so find us there on the clubhouses. Uh, The club name is the Anarchist Experience, or you can at me at Riches for Rich, R-I-C-H-E-S, the number four, R-I-C-H... A uh, little under the weather. You can probably hear it in my voice. Uh, been dealing with a cold of some kind. Started with a sore throat earlier this week, so I apologize if I'm not my normal, exuberant, over-the-top, bombastic self, uh, but I will power through this. What is going on with you this week, MC? Fill me in, because I spent most of the week like trying to sleep as much as possible. Uh, slow news week. So the, the biggest thing that happened was Jordan Peterson gets uh, suspended from Twitter. No! <laughs> oh, Not no. Jordan Peterson. <laughs> Where's Elon? Can we get Elon to reinstate the account? I thought this was the free speech platform, the Elon era. What's going on? Yeah, so I thought it was funny. The, the quote went something like, um, the first part of it was... Uh, do you remember when uh, pride was a sin? Uh, referring to uh, LGBTQ plus Pride Month. Yes. Um, and then One the of second seven part deadly of it, ones. Right, and, it, and so according to Peterson, um, it used to be the sin, like the the one of the uh, the deadliest most, of them all. The deadliest or the most uh, hard to avoid, I guess. Okay. <laughs> um, but I might still have a problem a with gluttony myself, but, you know. Yeah, still well. a sin and still uh, uh, it's, it's, it's weird to have a month celebrating it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's the point. <laughs> um, and so... The, the second part was... Uh, I mean, if we were... I mean, I know he's Canadian, but we if we were to, like, play the song Proud to be an American, right, would people object to that? Like, because you're, you're sinning for being proud. Um, well, they, the, that's the thing. They probably should. Um, it's, okay. It's ridiculous to be proud to be an American. It's like, you're, yeah, you, oh. You're I so understand that, you're... but it's the <laughs> same people that would shout that are going to be the ones oh, yeah. opposing the oh. pride parades. Definitely, okay. definitely. Yeah. That's the that's the point I'm making. And and how far left does the country have to go before they're not proud to be an American anymore? <laughs> Are we not there yet? I don't know. <laughs> we were we were driving home the other day and there was like, you know, a Trump truck. Like, you know, the fucking big old lifted pickup truck and had like, you know, the, the American flags flapping out the back of it. I was like, at this point, if you're flying American flags, doesn't that make you a Biden guy? Because he's He's the president of the free world now. Like Biden's the American <laughs> representative. So if you're flying the American flag, yeah. that 
that by default well, makes you a Biden guy, right? They would they would say, well, Biden doesn't like America, so. Well, but he's in charge, you know. He's in charge, but he doesn't like the place he's in charge of. Aside from Biden and Elon, then, how many other people try to take over organizations they don't like? I'm going to get um. in there. <laughs> you know what? I fucking hate the cops. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to become a cop. Show my police pride. Ride yeah. the thin blue line. And then there was objections made to, you know, the, the flags being old and tattered and not in flag code or Yahtzee. Oh, sure. <laughs> like, who cares? Tear it up. Good old-fashioned flag burn. But, yeah, yeah so if, it's, if you're proud, like, what, there's obviously things that they would assume that you're allowed to be proud of, and it's just not the same ones that Jordan Peterson wants people to be proud of. Yeah, and I get it. I I don't know. I don't know if Jordan Peterson wants anybody to be proud of anything. <laughs> I don't I don't know. Okay, <laughs> he didn't go into that. Uh, he he was he he was more saying that uh, for for well, his quote is you know for a thousand years pride was uh, yeah one, one of the sins so to look out for. I get it. But, you know, again, you know, if you wake up in the morning and you make your bed and your, your apartment's nice and clean, should you not be proud of your accomplishments? Is that the difference? I Yeah, and I'd have to ha- hear his explanation for it. Okay. Because, um, yeah, making your room is one of the things he says to do in your, in your book, in right. his book. So, right. Um, yeah. I read, I, I, I'm so proud of myself, I almost read Jordan Peterson's book. <laughs> right? And if I did, could I then be proud of myself for, you know? It's dumb. His position is dumb, but I get, I also get his point. Um, I, man, how do I phrase this? I think it's generally dumb to be proud of something that I believe you were not in control over. Sure. Right? <laughs> like, like, I, like your sexuality. <laughs> right. Or your height. But man, look at, I'm 6'5. I'm so fucking proud of myself. I grew this. I grew all of this. Yeah, totally true. <laughs> yeah, but I, but you know, how much control did you really have over that? Right. That's that's one of the reasons why I mean I I missed most of the gym this week because like I said I was under the weather, um, and I'm not I don't have like the bodybuilder physique, but I am definitely prideful of some of my accomplishments in the gym, and part of that stems from like an Arnold Schwarzenegger quote, uh, you know from decades ago or whatever we said like you know the one thing about bodybuilding is you can't you can't buy it right you, you there's nothing the, the only way to get that physique is to hit the gym and to lift the weights and to do the things necessary right even if you're on performance enhancers right if all you did is stab a needle in your ass you're still not going to get the bodybuilder physique you have to put in the work and to put in that work Right, you 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 should probably be proud of yourself, right? Study for the exam, you know, got the big presentation at work that you nailed, put together your performance appraisal for your boss, and like I I this is why I deserve a raise, and I got it. Yeah, uh, you know, be proud of those accomplishments, but you know, sexuality, like I'm yeah. I'm so proud I, to be a hetero a quick, white male. A quick. Uh uh, Google on the term uh, about being prideful. Um, it says when you accomplish something and feel really good about it, that isn't pride. 
its delight. Oh. Be- being proud of or prideful about your work means that you need everyone to know that you did it. Your delight is not in the work itself, but in the recognition from others that you hope your work will bring. Okay. So. So if um, I'm just chilling by myself and I look in the mirror and I flex, I'm like, damn, I'm delighted. Yeah. But if I yeah. flex in front of a crowd and say, look at me, then I'm prideful. Is that? Sure. Okay. All right. I, I accept that, I guess. So no, no need for the parade. Like, yeah, just just be <laughs> well, yeah, in that's, your own house. Well, totally true. Like, just <laughs> I don't. Nobody really cares about what. You, uh, well, they only care. They only care because you're in our face and you're and you're annoying. <laughs> you know, like, uh, yeah. Anyway, okay. Weird, weird people. Yes, I mean, imagine if there was a straight parade. You know, <laughs> like. Yes. People, you know, straight people humping each other in the street. Like, oh, that's not necessary. <laughs> it's unnecessary. But hear me out for a moment, because we have we have a long period of like Western history where that stuff was relegated to the closet, mm. right? Mm. Yeah. And any little modicum of that that escaped the closet, right, was frowned upon to the tune of violence uh, by their oppressors, right? You know, older, old, old-timey old society that would, you know, beat gay people up in the street for holding hands or whatever, right? So the shift to pride parades is an absolute in-your-face, but it's also to highlight how far it needs to go. Right, like they they went from getting from getting beat up for holding hands in public to now we have parades, and if we and if they didn't have the parades, right, and they were relegated to like keep it in your house, they may still be getting beaten up for holding hands in public. Is that fair? Do you think society would have passed that naturally um, without without it being in your face? You know, eh, I I don't know. Okay, because I I think I think a lot of it, um, uh, I don't know how how to say it. Like, um, yeah, I I never really cared what people did. Okay, by Let themselves, me, you know, and so I don't I don't know I don't really know where it comes from. So <laughs> on I never the never cared when I was younger. So <laughs> on the anarchist spectrum, let's try to tie this into anarchists and liberty and freedom briefly, if I can. On the anarchist spectrum, I have said in the past that I am on the extreme end of the anarchist spectrum, right? Like, I am, I am the envelope pusher when it comes to belief and rhetoric. And I have also said that I believe that my position is necessary um, to move the Overton window, right? Like, they, they need to hear these extreme positions in order for moderate libertarians to seem normal by comparison, mm-hmm. right? Like if, if, you know, if, if, someone, if, if someone's not shouting, shoot the cops, right? Then the, then the, the other libertarians are going to like, no, we're not that extreme. We just want to legalize weed, right? We want to legalize weed and freedom, but nope, that guy's way off on the deep end. We're normal. We just want just a smidge more freedom. Right. And then the 
modern society hears those two positions and is more likely to align with the one that is more moderate. Whereas if you weren't screaming, you know, lynch them all on one on on that end, then that Overton window doesn't extend, and all of a sudden, you know, we just want weed and freedom makes you, uh, you know, liberal hippie of the bygone era, right? When I, you, you, you'll grow out of that phase, son, type of a thing. So without, without the gays dry humping in public and flating each other during a parade, right, there wouldn't be a room for the normal gays to hold hands in public. Possibly. Just thrown out a theory. Sure. Fair, though? Like, is yeah, that- I mean, it's fair. I- <laughs> I just don't want to see it, <laughs> and I, you know, and I try not to look at it. You know, okay. it's like, I, you know, uh, they, they it, it's it's much easier now because they can they can put these things on uh, on the news, and I don't have to watch the news. I yeah, can watch YouTube, and and as soon as one of the channels that I follow, uh, you know, says something or display, you know, displays all the craziness happening in the in the you know the LGBTQ community, I just change it. And I'm right. like, I don't want to hear about that. I don't care about it. It's, I, you know, a, a lot of what the right does is pick the craziest stuff from the left and then amplify that. And it's like, well, if, if the people on the right didn't share it, uh, then I would never see it, <laughs> you know, cause I don't watch the leftist shit. So, <laughs> yeah. And even if the trumpets were blaring and they were coming down your street, Right, you can close your curtains and go do something else. You yeah, there's very few streets that that kind of thing actually happens on. Right, so it's, it's mine's not one of them. So it's completely avoidable for most sure. people. Yeah, yeah. Right, I have I have never gone to Dry Queen Story Hour. I'm aware of it, but I have never gone to it. I don't intend to go yeah. to it. If I'm invited to it, I'll probably decline. It's not my thing. I wouldn't even want to check it out just to see what it's like. Right. <laughs> Uh, what was the other one? The the the, the twerking on five year olds in kindergarten, or whatever. Right? <laughs> Jeez. You know, guess what? If that's the, if that's what's going on, and you're aware of it, that's not the school for your kids. Maybe if you're a leftist and you think that's normal, by all means, that's the school for you. Right? Advertise that shit. We're doing we're doing gender studies and, and drag queen twerking at you know kindergarten B over here. <laughs> And then, and then all of a sudden, things get naturally segregated again. That's the other funny one, right? Like, you know, left becomes so woke that they've, they've turned back into, like, you know, racist segregators. I think it was Harvard or something was having their, their only, only black uh, commencement ceremony or something, some weird shit like that. Like, all right, have at it. What do I care? Not going to that school. Could never get into that school. Congratulations for graduating from Harvard. But it's, you know, Twitter, Twitter itself is to project those beliefs, right? So Jordan Peterson can say what he wants. Twitter has the right to remove it if they deem necessary. Um, I would hope that they wouldn't, right? Because imagine the discussion that can be had surrounding yeah. those issues well, if they would allow free discussion. His bigger point is that He's being removed for a violation, and he wasn't told, of course, what the violation was. You just have to make up your own reason, and and then and then remove your own tweet, and then get 
unsuspended. Community um, standards. Yeah. And so it's if you delete your tweet, that's acknowledging that I said something wrong. And he's like, well, what did I say wrong exactly? If you don't tell me, then how am I supposed to know? Uh, you're just supposed to, you know, keep trying until you, until you don't don't get suspended i guess okay um but at the same time right jordan peterson is not a dumb man right oh sure 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 so he knows what he did wrong he just doesn't want to acknowledge that it is wrong so fine right well i mean there's there's always boundaries and 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 you have to figure out where those are um and and so what what's wrong with saying that uh, you know, pride for thousands of years was a sin. Um, I don't know. Uh, what about uh, the the second part of it, which was uh, 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 Elliot Page had her breast removed, and so what's wrong with that? Uh, he misgendered him, so he should have said um, she. Elliot I mean, Page uh, had his he, breasts he, removed. Yeah, he had his breasts removed. Well, right. Well, <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Were they male breasts or female breasts? <laughs> At the time, they were female breasts, but since Elliot Page is now a male, they were his. Oh, okay. <laughs> they were his female breasts that were then removed. See, you got it all figured out, I guess. <laughs> well, Maybe. I haven't been canceled yet. I'm not big enough to get canceled. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. But it's not. Here's here's where I am. I am sympathetic um, towards that leftist mentality. Right. Um, I introduced myself at the beginning of the show as Richie Rich. That is not my birth name. That is my chosen name. Right. But it is a it is a name of respect for me. Right, so if people try to address me as anything other than Richie Rich or Rich or Mister Rich, right, I generally take it as a sign of disrespect, and I don't want to associate with those people. Mm-hmm. Right, and the and the vast majority of people who uh, address me incorrectly are state agents because that is still the label that they have for me. Now I will caveat by also saying. I have one friend who's an idiot. And despite the fact that I was already using the moniker or the name or the label, Richie Rich, when I met him, right? Like, he's never known me as anything other than that. For whatever reason, in his brain, it just comes out Richard. <laughs> and I go, like, why do you let it? I go, because he will never change, and he's just a moron, right? <laughs> so, you know, the the... Those people, spectrum people can get away with a little bit more, I guess, because I don't, I don't receive it as a sign of disrespect. I receive it as a sign of stupidity. Um, but, you know, that being said, um, early on, right, I had a, a friend that I worked with or, you know, a coworker who became a friend, and he went by his middle name. And so on his job application, he had his, you know, his Anglo-American name, David, Right, but he never used David. You know, he went by Monakea, and so when you know I was, I got the job before him, and I'm a little bit older, so there was like you know, like you know, hey, what's your name type of thing, and he's like, well, uh, you know, David Monakea. I'm like, well, 
pick one, right? Like tell you tell me what you would like to be called, and I will do my best to call you by that name, right? So he said Mauna Kea. I'm like, all right, Mauna Kea. His friends call him Mauna, call him Mauna. Fucking fine, right? The general manager of the restaurant that we worked at for the duration of his time with the company refused to call him anything other than David. <laughs> and to me, that was a dick move, right? Because he knew that he didn't want to be called David. He knew he wanted to be called Mana or Mauna Kea, right? And it, and it just reeked of disrespect to the man, even though he was in his teens at the time. He's a man, right? It just reeked of disrespect. So when trans people say, like, well, you know, I'm not, uh, oh, what was, El- I'm not Ellen anymore, I'm El- Elliot, right? My pronouns are he, him, or whatever. I, all right, fucking great. Fine. All I'm asking is that you don't fly off the fucking handle, right, if I get it wrong. I will do my best to be respectful of your wishes, and you do your best to correct me politely until I get it right. You know what I mean? <laughs> so if he wants to be called Elliot Page and be referred to as he, why the fuck do I even care? Why is it, why is it so important in my life, right, to say, nope, that's a chick, and I'm going to call her she forever because that's, you know, that's my way of being disrespectful or controlling or dominant over that other individual <laughs> who is just yeah. asking for a little bit of respect, Right. So taken like that, okay, fine. You're Elliot, you're a he, good on you. I don't have to believe it, right? I don't have, I don't, it's not like I have to internalize, you know, the, the factual incongruency with the wishes of another human being. I just do it because it's respectful, right? Like, go uh, ahead. I, I would just, uh, uh, I don't know, limit my... Uh, actually, I, I don't know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't comment on it anyway. I just. I don't care. <laughs> I really don't care. Well, okay. Um, you may. I don't you may not care I mean, about I, the celebrity. I, I understand why. Why Jordan Peterson made the comment is because he was, you know, pushing the edge. <laughs> yeah, well, and that's that's his claim to fame, though. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like he got famous for refusing to bend to whatever the university he was at wishes on how to, how to, you know, identify certain students or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Now, is it, is it weird on occasion? Sure, right? Like, the, the other thing that got me, um, I think I shared this on here before. Um, there's, a, there's a host of Free Talk Live that is transgendered. Like, oh, my God. And whilst talking about her... Um, in a group, you know, because like, hey, I was at Free Talk Live and I was hanging out with, you know, whomever. Um, one of the other gentlemen at the table was like, he, damn it, it's a he, and I will never, ever, fucking ever call her a she, ever. Like, she's got fucking brain damaged and is delusional, I'm just not going to feed into it. I'm like, why? Because you care? Like, you, you care that much about this person? Right? Like, if you really cared, are you, help, are you trying to help them out? Right? Are you taking them to, like, fucking doctor's appointment to get, you know, to overcome this delusion? Right? No, you're just being a fucking dick. 
And it's worse if you're being a dick to their face. Because it's just, you know, it's a it's a power game. It's a control thing. And I, th- I personally think it's dumb. If you really cared, you would do things, you know, that were helpful. If you really believe that, you know, it's body dysmorphia and a mental problem, right, you would be out there helping them seek help, right, or guiding them in the direction to correct this error in their thinking. But no, you're just screaming at them that they're not a chick. You're a dude, <laughs> goddammit, you're a dude. Like, that's not helpful. That doesn't, think- that's not, you know, going to move them in a proper way to, to seek help or to, you know, to change their behavior or their, their thinking on themselves. I think Ellen Page is old enough too. Yeah, she's uh, or he is thirty-five years old. So okay, so like, whatever he does, who cares? You know? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm with you. I don't. I, I, per, the Ellen Page thing, I could give two shits about, right? Yeah. But there are there are members of the local community, right, with varying pronouns, and I do my best to respect them, right? Now, if a cop came up to me and was like, "I'm a he, I'm a, I'm a she, her," like fuck off pig right there's no respect there there's absolutely no respect you know extended from me to any state agent or anything like that like there's there's no your honors there's no sirs you know there's no ma'ams or missus right there's there's zero respect in that interaction and i i make that perfectly clear and so when when dealing with people that you may respect right why not if you know, if you don't respect them, fine. But and then again, that just makes it very adversarial, and you should you you should uh, you should be used to you know adversarial responses. If you're going to be adversarial, you know, if you're going to say stupid shit on Twitter at this point in the game, you should expect to get banned, right? They've already got a pattern of behavior. The first time someone got banned on Twitter for saying something like that, right? Like a case could be made. Like, this is the free speech platform. What the hell happened? And maybe there would, there would have been enough backlash, right? Like, you know, what, um, early on, well, like years ago, when Facebook and Twitter and whatever started their, their crackdown on offensive language, right? Like, Gab popped up. Remember Gab? Mm-hmm. Does it still exist? I don't even know. Gab popped up as like, no, we're the actual free speech platform. And then, you know, the most offensive person on the planet joined Gab, Christopher Cantwell, um, the crying Nazi, if you're familiar with that, you know, currently doing time in federal prison for, I'm going to say political charges as opposed to actual offenses. Uh, Like, I I will take his side on that. I don't think he should be in federal prison for what he was convicted of. Um, But he went on Gab and spouted off on Gab and got a post taken down or banned from Gab or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was like, what the hell? I thought Gab was the place that you could say these things. Turns out not so much. Uh, but then he backed down. Like Cantwell backed down. And was like, well, I shouldn't have said it. You know, yada yada yada. That one was over the line. So on and so forth. So you know, you know, you know what's what what falls within the realm of acceptable speech on these platforms at that point, right? It, it'd be hard pressed for someone with the intellectual capacity of Jordan Peterson to plead <laughs> ignorance. I don't know what I said. I just said he had his tits cut off. That's all. Like, okay. You know that's not going to get fl- that's not going to fly. No, he he said she. Yeah, whatever. She had her tits cut off. 
So whatever. Anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> but what whatever he said, right? It was it was intended to be provocative. He got the response he wanted, right? Because he, you know, it's it's it might be a little bit of Jordan Peterson's ego getting to him. What's the whatever sin yeah, that? Yeah, is. I think I I think so. Yeah. Right. How how can I stay in the limelight and get you know I'm gonna get kicked off of Twitter. Then I'm going to go cry about it on all the other platforms and bitch and say how bad Twitter's become. We know it's bad. But uh, to be fair, like uh, in his YouTube video, one of the pressing points is that you get suspended and they don't say why. And so uh, I think it would help if if they would clarify why people are getting banned and, and then people would know, okay, well, this is exactly what happened and and it's understandable it's like it's easy for me to say okay i get it i see why he was banned and he and he knows exactly you know right <laughs> what he, he can probably get away with saying what he can't um but it's not clarified why like what what exactly do you have a problem with and which part of it and and uh and so yeah i, th- I think it would be good for um, you know, both the left and the right for people to flesh out and, and, and say what it is they have a problem with instead of just, you know, I don't know, just being uh, re- you know, reckless with your, okay. you know, your banning. So I hear what you're saying, and there's, there's purpose behind the, uh, the vagueness and the obscurity and the obfuscation of those things, mm. right? And it's because there is too many um, one-off cases, right, to nail down exactly what you can and cannot say, <clears throat> which is why they, they fall back on things like community standards, right? Within, within this community, right, within, when, you know, not, not all rules or standards or uh, or codes of behavior, right, need to be codified in some written document somewhere, right? You just know. You just know because you exist in society and you see that type of behavior and you go like, nope, that's not acceptable here, right? Like r- running through the grocery store screaming at the top of your lungs, Right? Is that written down anywhere? Did you have to fucking sign a code of conduct before you entered the grocery store? No. But if you did that, more than likely, you're going to be asked to leave. And if you play the, well, I was asked to leave the grocery store, they, just, they won't fucking tell me why. Like, no. I don't know. I think, I think you know they would why. tell you why. Yeah. <laughs> I think they would, though. I think, I think they'd be like, right. you're running around the store. <laughs> so if they tell Jordan Peterson, your tweet was offensive... He knows why, and he knows why it's offensive. He knows. We all know. At this point, we all know. We can disagree, but we know. And it's, uh, there's a, I prefer uh, negative rules versus positive rules. For example, I would rather see a sign by the pool that says, don't run, as opposed to a sign by the pool that says walk only because don't run avails me to so many more options than just walking. (laughs) Right. Uh, If it says walk only, 
Right? I mean, that's that's one of the 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 uh, rules about uh, governing people altogether, though, is that don't tell them what not to do because um, they'll always find out another thing to not do. You'll have a thousand things not to do. Right. Um, so if you're asking for Twitter to come up with the rules of nots, they're not. They're going to come up with the rules of yes. <clears throat> you can only say this, right? And if you don't say this, then you're out. And that narrows the scope of discussion significantly more than pretending you don't know why you got banned from Twitter. Right? Fire well, then they should tell them what to say then. <laughs> they could, right? Call him he. He had his tits cut off. Try that, right? Anyway, it, I, I still think, your I still think they should. They should. They should tell him, you know, either what to say or what not to say, instead of just, uh, well, you're banned. Okay. Well, but he's he's banned until he deletes the offensive tweet. Right? Didn't you say that? Yeah. Or or until or until Twitter tells him what about that was offensive and then then he can make his decision to uh you know, edit it basically by deleting okay. it and restating it. Um, well then Jordan, if you're listening, edit it, change the change the she to he, right? Repost and, and it. Try it again. Try it again. <laughs> Right, but that, that's kind of what he's complaining about. Is like, like, how do you know what you can say if it's if it's so vague? That it's like, well, <laughs> trial and error. Yeah, yeah. Right. I knew, I knew, the end was near <clears throat> when I caught my first Facebook, you know, three hour ban or whatever, because the only thing that I typed in the comment section was "fucking Canadians" on a on a friend's post. That had nothing to do with Canadians, right? It was a non sequitur in almost every sense of the word. <clears throat> and I got, I, and the, you know, I forget what year this was, several years ago, long time, you know, four, five, six years ago, maybe. And that was, that was deemed offensive then. And I knew at that time that it was only going to get worse because... Number one, that's hardly offensive. And number two, the, the person uh, with whom I made the comment on, right, would not have found that offensive at all. Because he isn't even Canadian, and we weren't even talking about Canadians. So he would have got a chuckle out of it. I, I got, um, I, you know, we, we talked about the Free Talk Live transsexual um, I, I commented something on one of her posts a few years ago at this point, I think it was, and I knew when I typed it that I was going to get banned. But I also knew that she was going to fucking find it hilarious. And I went, fuck it, I'm going to make her laugh. I typed it, it got deleted, I got banned, and then I messaged her you know, privately and said, I knew that I was going to get banned, but I just thought you'd find it funny. And she was like, I was laughing my ass off. I'm like, good, because that's that's, that was the intent, you know? That was the goal, was to, you know, to, to bring some humor. <clears throat> I commented uh, on another one of her posts recently because she's at the, the well, now the Fork Fest Camping Festival, previously the Pork Fest Camping Festival, and she had a picture of her dog 
on social media. The dog was wearing a name tag that said, good girl. I was like, of all people, can't believe you fucking gendered your dog like that. <laughs> I thought it was funny. I think she thought it was funny. But I don't care, right? Like, I, it's, it's not that I care. I just, for the lulls, man. For the lulls. But to get, you know, I know, I know what I can and cannot say to get kicked off Twitter. So guess what? That's not the stuff I post on Twitter. I don't post anything on Twitter. Because I don't want to give them the satisfaction of having anything like that. You know, at one point in time when we, we, we would wrap this show up and I would spend the time, you know, in the Facebook groups plugging and promoting it and like, hey, take a listen to the podcast that we just did. Um, and then I just stopped. All right, yeah, fuck it. You know, you want, you want to find out how small your voice really is. Get off the major platforms. And, you know, another uh, another one of the Free Talk Live hosts, uh, the captain, you know, messaged me or talked to me. I forget if it was a message or he just talked to me. He's like, hey, are you still doing the podcast? I'm like, oh, yeah. Haven't stopped at all. He's like, I don't see you posting it in Twitter, uh, in, the, in the Facebook groups anymore. I'm like, oh, yeah. I just gave up. Like, fuck Facebook, right? I go there. I go there to kill time and to doom scroll. Uh, but I don't use it for anything important anymore. It's moved it all off. The telegram and to float so far without incident you know <clears throat> if we catch incident on one of those platforms we'll find another one to move to but i'm not going you know for for the for the free service that facebook provides for the the hassle that comes with it forget it not worth it not worth it at all just move just go someplace else right? you know why you're getting kicked off of twitter just don't be on twitter post someplace else I've said this before as well. The future is federated. So, you know, if you don't like Twitter, guess what? You know, get on one of the federated networks, social media networks, uh, Mastodon or whatever, and run your own server where no one's going to censor you at all. And you and three other people can have, you know, balls access to nobody else because that's the only people that want to hear your shit and will let you link up. There are solutions out there. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever. There's no monopoly there. TikTok. <clears throat> There's a, a handful of gun tubers at one point in time bitching and moaning, you know, that, that YouTube was censoring and demonetizing, you know. And so one of them started up his own, like, you know, gun tube channel, subscription-based service. All these people again, and you move move here, and you can watch these videos for a fee. <clears throat> and some moved there, but kept their YouTube channel up. And when queried about it, I said, "Well, YouTube is where our audience is." Well, if that's the case, shut the fuck up, right? If that's if that's what if you need that service, you know, to to get a bigger audience, then you play by those rules, right? Or get off of that service. Take as many people as you can with you and build your audience back up on a new service, right? That may be more in line with what you're trying to, the message you're trying to get across. It's available to you. It's available to everybody. You don't have to stay on the big services. So Jordan, Jordan, Pete, Jordan Peterson, oh, Twitter kicked me off. Like, okay, go somewhere else. You're, you're, you're big and important enough, right? Like I had, I had no expectations that I was going to drag an audience off of Facebook and onto Telegram and float. 
I was like, oh, I, I am important enough to, to, have, to get these people to move with me. No, not at all. I, just, I don't want to do it anymore. Jordan Peterson might have an ego big enough to think he can drag some people with him. So give it a shot, right? St- like, make your last tweet, I'm moving to this platform. You know, if you want to find me, find me there. And then just leave it as an archived account. See how many people care enough, right, to move to a federated social media or, yeah, social network, you know. Well, based on the, the data that Elon exposed, um, not that many people really care about Twitter. <laughs> Even more so get the fuck off then, right? <laughs> if, if, half, if half of the interactions are bots anyway, right, then it's even less reason to stay. Just move. Go, go where you're wanted and go find the people there that want to hear you. One of the, uh, this, is, this kind of takes it in a different direction. Um, I, I don't know how big of a fan you still are. MC, but for a while I was a big fan of Larkin Rose. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen any of his recent work probably in half a decade, close to a decade. Yeah, I have. You have? I even saw him live at uh, Anarchopoco. Okay. Well, the the reason I haven't seen it is because he now charges for his podcast or his video cast or whatever. Oh, well, right. he's on YouTube still. Um, is he? Puts he? out videos. Yeah. Okay. The, well, the vast majority of his stuff, he like he he paywalled. Uh, okay, well, there's enough there's enough other people you know promoting the same message. I don't, I don't, I I know his position. I don't need to pay for it. I'll find something else that's free. Yeah, yeah. Is it still quality content? Um, hmm. It's not any worse. <laughs> okay. Um, so newbie yeah. still looking? Go find him then. Right. Yeah, you'll have you'll have to check it out. Um, okay. Yeah, it's about it's about the same. It's it's yeah typical, uh, Larkin Rose. Uh, All right. Well, I I will give it another look then. But it's in as soon as he said like you know paywalled, I was on his I was on his email newsletter list. That's probably how I found out the first time. I was like, I'm moving everything to paid service. Yeah, he he has some uh, uh, course he's he's promoting. That he teaches is candles in the dark or something okay. of that nature. And, haven't heard uh, a lick of it. I haven't. I haven't gone to it yet. Um, I, I assume it's how to uh, basically talk sense to people in a non-demeaning way to get you know just to spark a little fire in them that, that oh. maybe uh, you know um, freedom is a uh, Good idea. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe Jordan Peterson needs to take that course then. Sure, sure, sure. All right. I'm glad. I'm glad he's still active. I guess I just that was one of the things. Right as soon as it got paywalled, I went okay. I'm out, and then I never sought it out again because I w- I knew I wasn't going to pay, and so it was out of sight, out of mind until this very moment. But I've also, you know, I've I have financially contributed before. Right, like I bought all the physical copies of all the books that he had available, the DVD. You know, at one point in time, if he wrote more, I'd probably buy him again. I just don't know what he's been doing because I haven't, I haven't paid to pay attention. Yeah, and he's still uh, selling his his books and promoting them. Okay, um, but has he has he written new ones? Like, is, am I missing anything? Not, 
Not that I not books. Um, he's also working on some some movie, um, and he's got actors and you know script and uh, he he was trying to raise a budget for that, and uh, so I don't know. Hopefully that comes out soon, and yeah. we'll see if that's better than um, Anne Rand's uh, Atlas Shrugged. Atlas Atlas Shrugged. Everybody shrugged at that one, but <laughs> did you contribute? You know how to these that? things go. <laughs> Were you a Kickstarter to that one? No, no, I I watched the first one I think in the theater. Okay, and I, and that one was okay, and then they kind of went downhill from there. Yes, I I think I may have gone to all three in the theaters just to support it. If it if it played in, the, I don't remember if they all played in theaters. Whatever ones were in the theaters, I paid money to go see just to support it. Right on. And the, you know, the the biggest problem with it was the lack of consistency um, because of how yeah. it all came together. And that, that, that's part of it, but if the acting was better, it, it wouldn't have mattered so much. Um, the actors, the acting got worse and the, the directing got worse. And yeah. Special effects got worse, you know, whatever yeah, it was. Because the budget was, got worse. <laughs> well, yeah. So. And the actors changed. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Maybe maybe, maybe, uh, Amazon or one of your Netflix or whatever will pick it up and redo it big budget style as a miniseries. Because even, even three movies seemed way too short to tell that whole story. Hmm. Yeah, I guess so. Like by the end of Act 3, I was like, oh, that's it. Wow. Okay, that's how we're wrapping it up. All right, all right, whatever. Shall we do some headlines? Sure. I've got two uh, this week from the Center for a Stateless Society. Um, that again, I you know, I kind of wish KS were here just a little bit because um, I I I value his thinking and his opinion. Um, but uh, from the Center for a Stateless Society, the ethical case. For not repaying your student loans. Uh, also from the Center for a Stateless Society, libertarians should not support Texas secession. And then here's the rest of the headlines. <clears throat> Headline, man sentenced to five years in prison for visiting a barbershop too often. <laughs> I think I saw that one. <laughs> okay. It's a provocative headline. Sure. Uh, headline, police state madness. Man given traffic ticket for not having a seatbelt. On his dog. Uh, headline, why free trade advocacy keeps running into a brick wall. Headline, hairdressers threatened with fines over over-shampooing. Uh, headline, there's no such thing as congestion. There's just government. Uh, headline, oh, this was a tragic story. That, uh, you know, if you were paying attention at all this week. Uh, headline, prevention through deterrence is how you get 53 dead migrants in the back of a truck. Did you hear that? Did you see that story at all this week, MC? Yeah, yeah, okay. I, I saw it. Um, and things like that probably happen on a smaller scale all the time. It's just, you know, yes, like a box van, yeah. not a fucking 18-wheeler. Right, right. All right, headline, a, f- a federal right to online drama in the workplace. And finally, headline, number of Americans willing to take up arms revealed. So any place, any of those jump out at you? 
Um, no, you, you pick. All right. We will start with the Texas secession then. Um, Sounds good. Mostly because as so goes Texas, you know, it'd be nice if New Hampshire went first. <laughs> we've, we've, we've actually had a hearing of some kind. I forget. I don't, I don't do the politics thing enough to know how far I got. Um, but there was like introduction of a bill and public hearings and public comment on it. And then it just kind of died and went nowhere, obviously. Uh, so to hear it coming out of Texas, I was like, ooh, this, is, this could be wonderful. Um, libertarians should not support Texas secession. So again, Center for a Stateless Society, I'm already, you know, not 100% behind their work. And I see a headline like this, should not support Texas secession. Why should we not want to get away from the federal government, right? Like, what's, what does the federal government offer libertarians uh, and so far as that goes? So I like, okay, we're, we're doing it. So why shouldn't libertarians support Texas secession? Uh, recently, the Republican Party of Texas released a brand new platform stating that Texas retains the right to secede from the United States and the Texas legislature should be called upon to pass a referendum consistent thereto and calls for the people of Texas to determine whether or not the state of Texas should reassert its status as an independent nation. On the surface, this may appear to be an ideal situation to many libertarians as it would mean a reduction in the authority of the federal government and would ultimately challenge the legitimacy of the U.S. state. And there is a precedent for pro-secession thinking amongst libertarians. Paleo-libertarian Lou Rockwell argues that the idea of secession has been system, uh, systematically demonized among the American public. It is, in fact, a libertarian principle. While not differentiating between state and individual secession, and Clifford F. Thies and Jose Nino both write favorably of secession through the Mises Institute forwarding respectively that states have the right to secede under the inalienable right of secession, the international law of secession, and the U.S. law of secession, and that residents of the U.S. should not dismiss separatism just because their history textbooks says it's illegal, racist, or treasonous, and instead see it as a potential solution to the hyperpolarized state of American politics. More disturbingly, as Jonathan Blanks identifies, there is even a strain of libertarian contrarianism that holds that the Confederate states of America were within their right to secede from the Union. And while I have not witnessed many libertarians come out in support of this specific move by the Texas GOP myself, I, as someone who supports the dissolution of the U.S. government, would like to preemptively outline in, bre- in this brief piece why libertarians should not support Texan secession. First, I must point out that, obviously... The call for secession cannot be viewed in isolation from the Texas GOP's overall platform, and said platform is filled with extremely hateful and authoritarian stances. It calls for the state government to enact legislation to abolish abortion by immediately securing the right to life and equal proaction of the laws to all pre-born children from the moment of fertilization refers to homosexuality as an abnormal lifestyle choice while calling for an end to same-sex marriages and opposes all efforts to validate transgender identity. Alongside this, Texas has already become a hotbed for anti-trans legislation 
has what essentially amounts to a bounty system for people who get abortions, bans books on race and sexuality from schools, and employs one of the most inhumane and violent border patrols in the country who have been documented whipping black migrants from Haiti. Okay, I'm going to stop there because uh, we covered that a little bit, I believe, and I'm calling bullshit on that, uh, the whipping black migrants from Haiti. <laughs> and systematically separating migrant children from their parents and placing them in cages. That is not even to mention the long history of government-ignored and government-backed white terrorism against BIPOC communities within the state. As a left-wing, anti-capitalist, anarchist, libertarian, ooh, big words, I would oppose these things even if they were somehow more nonviolent and not emerging, emerging from various levels of government and decry both non-legislative bigotry and anti-state reactionary separatists like national anarchists and certain far-right militias, but even from a thin, right-libertarian perspective uh, which holds non-aggression and individual property rights as the only fundamental concern of libertarianism, there is no good libertarian reason to support Texas secession. All it would do is create another government that already has a history and plan for the oppression of racial, sexual, and gender minorities. <clears throat> the truth is that libertarians should not be defending some abstract concept called states' rights at all, whether that amounts to banning abortion or outright secessionism, uh, John McClautry pro proclaims that the important goal for libertarians is not to preserve inviolate some magical balance of countervailing government powers, but to protect and enlarge liberty. States' rights in our time has meant unpunished, uh, unpunished lynchings, Jim Crow laws, denial of the right to vote, exclusion from uh, occupations, and countless burdens and humiliations inflicted on black Americans by racist state governments. And Darian Warden goes even further in arguing against secession and in favor of autonomy. He holds that secession splits authority into smaller parts, so authorities impose themselves in more distinct areas. Autonomies, autonomy denies authority from imposing itself, so liberty can expand in as many areas as possible. Secession creates new states and new opportunities for authority to intrude on the individual. True liberation requires autonomy breaking down the control of authorities without creating new ones. As such, this is the distinction between defending the autonomy of territories like the rebel Zapatista autonomous municipalities, Freetown, Christiania, and Zad de Notre Dame de Landes from the states they exist within and supporting the secession of Texas from the United States. And if libertarians truly support the reduction and even abolition of government, they cannot advocate for the creation of of a new independent state if it will only lead to more governmental oppression within its borders. Uh, end of the article. So your thoughts. Is that the correct libertarian position in your opinion, MC? Um, wow. Uh, you can really tell where uh, the author is, is focused on. Yes. Um, the... Uh, uh, and and I don't know how much evidence there is to say that that uh, it would become a uh, a racist um, white supremacist state. His <laughs> you know? pro pronouns, by the way, he they. So take that take that as it were. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, 
Um, yeah, so I don't, I don't know how much I I believe it, um, and I don't know my my position, not 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 a libertarian position, is I want to see a state secede just to prove that it can be done, okay, <laughs> and and just to see something different. Um, it, it, it is true that you know any. You know, they, they tried to do the same thing in Hawaii, you know, like, oh, well, we want to recognize the Hawaii kingdom, but they don't want to, they don't want to uh, get rid of their statehood. It's, it's like, so you just want to create another, another government. And uh, so I'm sure there is an incentive for people in Texas just to have more power for themselves. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's, that's always a, a threat. You know, that's really why um, the Hawaiian one never took off. It's because too many people are fighting for the head of power as opposed to just get getting together and throwing off the yoke of the United States federal government. Yeah. And, and they can't because they're getting paid off by the U.S. government too much. Don't say uh, through through either military, which it's funny because, oh, yeah, you're going to make Hawaii uh, in, uh, more independent or a kingdom again, um, but you don't want to get rid of the military. It's like um, so, yeah. The, all, the, all the locals love the military. You know, half their families are in the military. We've got a lot of military bases here. Uh, was that your experience while you're here too? Very heavy militarized uh, local population, or did you notice it much? Um, I don't know if I I don't know if I noticed it or if it stuck out. Um. This is, this is going to sound racist a little bit, but it always turned out like the new black kid in school was a military family. Okay. Well, I mean, that's one way that you can notice it more, but... Yeah. Um, that, was, that was the extent of it. Because, I, you know, I didn't... It depends on where you're at, right? Like, the, the military bases are everywhere. Um, and because Pearl Harbor was attacked... There's a lot of glorification mm-hmm. um, on that particular attack, primarily because there's still there's still a lot of people alive, or at least you know when I was a kid, there was a lot more people alive that actually experienced it, right? Mm-hmm. Like you know, I I don't remember the full story, uh, but my grandpa talked about what it was like that day. You know, he he was a teenager when when Pearl Harbor was attacked. You know. And, and so there's a whole bunch of people that live through that and having the lack of education, um, partly because of that and partly because, Hey, that's the purpose of public school, right? You, you glorify the military response to that for protecting you and yours, uh, as opposed to coming to the conclusion that it was, you know, partly the military's fault, right? If there wasn't a military base there, they may not have been attacked, number one. And if the United States didn't provoke an attack, they probably wouldn't have been attacked, number two. Now, if the United States wasn't there and there wasn't a military base, uh, would they then have to have fended off an attack you know, from the Japanese trying to establish one and turning it into a, an Asian island paradise? Perhaps. Uh, but that's, that's, that would have been an entirely different history book uh, you know, in, in that case. And it's hard. To, it's hard to play the hypothetical game, but I would. I would hope that, you know, a a a warrior culture, uh, such as the Hawaiians, you know, proclaim to have, 
uh, would have been able to fend off any sort of occupation by the Japanese, even if they were incapable of fending off an occupation by the white man. There's yeah, I, I, yeah <laughs> I, I think it's uh, ridiculous that, um, well... But I think that I think to, to answer you know to, to concisely answer your question, I think that that's why the Hawaiian Hawaiian people love the military, is because it's not that many generations ago that the people still alive now experienced the attack on Pearl Harbor, and it is it is like no, ingrained I, I, in their soul. From from my perspective, and maybe it's just because I was in the military that I I see it more often. Um, but it seems like every family I meet has a kid or uh, 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 a family member who's in the military. It's like, it's it's more often than not to have a, to, to run into a family that's, that has somebody that's, you know, <laughs> you know, if not the person I'm talking to, one step away is, is a person okay. in the military. Um, yeah, I guess people, when you when you put it like that, I'll say sure. Um, partially because you know with with the four fucking military bases there, you know yeah. every every branch has a base. Um, yeah. You're you're it's, more or less. It's, go ahead. it's really hard to escape <laughs> the, the amount of well uh, military here. It's, it's it's hard to escape, and because locals don't tend to be the wealthiest population there, right? Because well, yeah. it's gotten so expensive to live. Um, it's easy recruiting because you're recruiting from poor and impoverished people saying like, come join the yeah. military, see the world, get a better life. Then you can yeah, be totally. able to afford to live in Hawaii. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So and, I can, and, I can see that. And everybody knows here. Oh, if, if, you know, if you do get lucky enough to get stationed here, uh, you'll get enough money to live in a house. Like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> All you got to do is get married. They put you off base. Right. It's, uh, it's fantastic. And, and, uh, and, and they don't, think anything about the who they have to steal from to get it um you know hawaii gets uh i always make this quote but uh, comparing hawaii to california uh, hawaii gets more uh money back than it than it uh, pays in 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 the federal taxes and california gets less so uh, california is as crazy as they are they're still uh, more productive than hawaii (laughs) by far by far yeah so yeah, so Hawaii gets a whole bunch of subsidies, you know, to exist. With without the United States federal government with those subsidies, who knows what would happen to the economy there? Um, well, I I think, I mean, if you just got rid of government idiots entirely, um, Hawaii would turn into Hong Kong. It would be booming. Um, okay. And then there's the people that 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 just you know I call them the Democrat conservatives that don't want anything to change. They want to conserve uh, Hawaii's beauty, which means uh, no new building, even though we could could technically do it. We could build more housing easily. Yeah. Um, but they uh, they like it the way it is, and um, they also like their, their house, housing values to go up every year. And uh, so, I was never a big fan of the keep the country country bumper stickers either. Yeah, you guys I, don't I'm even not. fucking farm out there anymore. Let us have it. Well, yeah, exactly. Um, 
you know, farming isn't a thing. It's not it, that, and all that is impacted by the Jones Act. You know, if we right. had cheaper shipping, then we could uh, farm more and make it productive. Um, but they, it, it's it's the weirdest thing. You know, the the simplest thing that would be easy for Hawaii to uh, become uh, a more productive state would would be to end the Jones Act. And it would be better for everybody, including the shippers. They would make more money too if we got rid of the Jones Act because then they could bring in bigger, better ships uh, and they would do do more business. We'd have more land being used, more you know, more incomes being made, and then we could more people could afford, you know, more expensive housing even. Um, so it yeah, it would totally boom if if you know, certain things happen like, and, and the Jones act. Um, and so we don't need the military here. We could replace it by having free access to the rest of the world's trade. Sure. And I'll, I will say this on the Jones act. One thing that guarantees that the, the Jones act is ended, right. Is if you secede, cause then you don't have to follow the Jones act anymore. Cause it's a federal statute. Right. Right. For your yeah, own totally. independent kingdom, country, whatever. Yeah. Done. Jones Act is and gone. So, and so then the other alternative to that, and that's what a lot of people are fighting for, is just um, having a waiver for Hawaii because we're out in the middle of the Pacific and all the rest of the states you know, are, are, are touching each other well, yeah. and Alaska. But, um, yeah, why, why should we be traded this, the same as, as uh, California? Yeah. <laughs> you know? And that's, to go back to the beginning of the show, right? that would be one of the things that sounds moderate in comparison right let's fucking secede from the united states federal government so we can get rid of this goddamn jones act that's fucking over our you know island economy right and then some moderate comes along and says well how about this just just carve out an exception for us and we don't have to talk about that secession stuff right yeah and all of a sudden that exception carved out seems reasonable by comparison yeah and and both of them to me are reasonable Ending the Jones Act as, by an exception, or ending the Jones Act outright, or um, or secession. Not the all sound reasonable, <laughs> right? Well, that's because you're more on the extreme end than I am, right? Yeah, yeah. Some people are going like, we're not going to secede just to end the Jones Act. Let's just fucking end the Jones Act, and then we, you know, have all the other benefits. So, yeah, yeah. Final thoughts? Nope. All right, I'm going to wrap it there. Then that's a good place, right? Sure. We're good. All right, that'll do it for us. You guys know where to find us, anarchistexperience.com on Telegram. See, not on Facebook, Telegram, t.me slash anarchistexperience or t.me slash theanarchistexperience. And if you would like to contribute to the show, uh, you can do so through Patreon because we're still not banned there because we don't have enough patrons. Uh, Do it through Patreon, patreon.com slash theanarchistexperience. Thank you very much for listening. I will talk to you all next week. Peace.